Friends, we've got another great episode of the podcast for you today. But before we get started with that, I just want to remind you that we've got an opportunity for you for just 20 bucks. What can you do for your leadership for 20 bucks? Well, I suppose you could grab a book on Amazon, but I want to invite you into what I believe is the best kept secret in Christian leadership development right now, and it is the Right Side Up Journal. Now, we are a coaching organization. We've coached leaders for many years at Stay Forth. I've coached leaders for over a decade. But what I was seeing is that leaders would head five steps ahead during a coaching session, and two weeks later would kind of move two or three steps backwards. They were making progress, but they were losing some traction in the process. So we took about a year and we designed a journal that for 10 minutes a day can help you gain clarity, can help you take next steps. I have it open right in front of me here on my desk. I utilize it every day. And the Right Side Up journal is built to help you live and lead right side up in an upside down world. Friends, it is hard to stay focused. Overwhelm is, I believe, at an all-time high. Burnout is all too common today. We want you to live and lead right side up. And we have designed the Right Side Up journal for you. On the left page, you can plan your three blocks of the day. You can batch, you can block, you can stay clear. You can know if you succeeded when you head home each day. On the right side of the page, there's spaces to fill in, to doodle, to write quotes, to answer hard questions, to make sure that you don't miss the thoughts that come to you. Friends, this was designed in the trenches for leaders who are in the trenches. And we want to invite you to pick up a right side up journal today. It's a three month journey. And for just 20 bucks, you can get four of those for the whole year. You can journal your whole year for 10 minutes a day for just 80 bucks. I don't know where you can go for 80 bucks and get that kind of clarity, those kind of practical next steps. So pick up a copy of the Right Side Up Journal. If you don't like it, email us, let us know, and we'd be glad to give you a refund. That's how much we believe in it. Just 20 bucks. You can help to clarify your next steps and take them. Many teams are going through this together. Leaders from across the country, we send these out um, every week from probably all 50 states now at this point. We have a few we've sent out internationally as well. The Right Side Up Journal is designed for you. Any leader with any kind of influence who cares to steward it, you are invited to pick up a copy of the Right Side Up Journal. You can head over to rightsideupjournal.com. That's rightsideupjournal.com. You can find it in the show notes. You can also head over to stayforth.com and check out our journal. Friends, your leadership matters too much. The impact of leaders leading poorly and the impact of leaders leading well is significant. The question is, which of those will you be? We want to invite you to live and lead right side up in this upside down world. Now, on to our next episode of the podcast. Well, friends, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, right Siders, you are seeing this. I am here with the man, the myth, <laughs> the legend, Dr. Mark Mayfield, brand new book, which looks beautiful, by the well, way. Probably my favorite cover, and I'm not, I mean, I'm biased, of course, but like, it's clean. I'm a cover, I like covers. It's beautiful. Yeah. The path out of loneliness, finding and fostering connection to God, ourselves, and one another. We're going to talk about this message, which, by the way, was started before COVID. Yes. Um, I believe this is a message for the season, for this moment, for all of us. 
And um, you are a translator in the mental health space to people like me yep. uh, who need translation help to church leaders, to business leaders, to moms, to dads. Um, guys, this book is for everyone, but leaders, I encourage you to pick this up and also to bring this to uh, your team. Mm. Uh, we're all going to have to navigate mental health in different ways that we haven't had to before. Um, before we dive into the message of the book, um, who are you <laughs> who am I? in less that than six the, hours? That is the question. And uh, why does your heart burn for helping people through mental health challenges? Well, I think the simplest answer of who I am, I'm just a, a, a journeyer on this path. Uh, myself experienced extreme depths of loneliness in my early years of middle school and bullying and, and uh, suicide attempt. Uh, struggle with my own mental health uh, throughout the years, um, but just have, uh, whether it be in, you know, I, I always think that I've been on this path to help people, but it, it gotten, uh, I think, translated in different ways. At first, as a, as a youth and family pastor and realizing that, that was good, mm-hmm. but I was missing a lot of the key yeah. things. And so going back to school, becoming a, a professional counselor, um, but then I think God's brought it full circle where now I'm like, I really want to be with pastors and church mm-hmm. leaders and, and help congregations be um, good uh, receivers mm-hmm. of those that are walking yeah. in this uh, struggle. of mental In health. a non-judgmental way. Yes. You do it in a way that isn't, what's wrong with you? <clears throat> right. I often hear that. Come on, the church. Right. What's wrong with you? You know, mm-hmm. get better. Uh, and knowing that we're not specialists right. in this way. And yet you're standing at that bridge that God has uniquely designed mm-hmm. you and, and equipped you for. So grateful for that, man. And that Talk about that translation space. Why is translation so needed from the clinical yeah. space right. to the caretaking space, the church yeah. space, the leadership space? I think you and I have joked with you before and, and uh, off care, you know, off, off mic, but I think a lot of times we as mental health professionals can be kind of narcissistic in the information that we have. Like <laughs> sure. Hey, we've got that information and come yeah. pay us and we'll tell you about it, you know, or, and I just think, okay, the, the information that I learned when I went back to school was so life-altering and so life-changing for me that it created a lot of answers to questions I had about my own experience. Yeah. And my my past experiences, my current experiencing. And I'm like, why, why are we not sitting down with newly marrieds? Mm-hmm. Why are we not sitting down with new parents? Why aren't we sitting down with just people in general? Because it's almost a stewardship. Like yeah. you've got this right information that that can change lives and you want to share it well yeah i think it's almost i find it sometimes equivalent to and i've ruffled some feathers with this but almost to the like the gnostics of the uh, of the new testament mm. that were like hey mm-hmm. we have the secret knowledge yeah we're not gonna tell you about it but we have the secret knowledge and yeah. if you don't know about it you're mm-hmm. not really in the in crowd and i'm like mm, no i think there's got to be some way that we take this simplify it mm-hmm. not make it so complicated yeah. and take it to uh, the everyday person that's kind of why we've I you know, started the Springs Mental Health Summit. That's why I, I chose to write a book on loneliness versus on suicide or mm-hmm. depression or anxiety. Yep. I just think I'd, I'd rather uh, be inclusive in our conversation mm-hmm. than exclusive. That's good. Um, why'd you write this book? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big, big question. I don't think I, I, you know, and I think you probably were to say this too, that we kind of, I just found myself as kind of this accidental writer. Mm, yeah. Like I, I never really yep. dreamed that I would be, formally writing uh, yeah. you know I've done blogs and you know I've done trainings and that kind of stuff but um, probably it'll be about two years ago this coming January um, I was in um, wife and I were getting ready to go to bed and I just like I had I have an ideas journal next to me but it was downstairs that night and I said hey Sarah give me your phone she was <laughs> like what do you want my phone for I'm like I want to outline a book and she starts mm-hmm. laughing and I 
I, literally it hasn't mm. deviated very much. Wow. I outlined this book and I said, ah, just something for later. And I went to sleep. And then about two weeks later, uh, Nav Press reached out to me and said, hey, we want you to write a book on suicide. And I said, no, uh, I don't know if that would be wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me write a, and I, so I proposed this. It was a really rough outline, really wasn't a formal book proposal, yeah. you know? Sure. And uh, they said, yes. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now I got to do this. Now I got to do this. So it was an idea for later, like two years yeah, later. It, yeah. And so this was basically a, just a culmination of going, we silo our mind, our body, and our spirit so much in our society. Yeah. And we need to realize that they're integrated whole. And if we don't look at them as an integrated whole, mm-hmm. we're going to be, um, I think, doing ourselves a disservice. Yeah. And a quick caveat, um, we're in the coaching space. We're helping right. leaders to clarify. There's a lot of overwhelm out there. We use the word overwhelm instead of anxiety, right? right? We don't want to get lowercase anxiety, which everybody's saying, right? I have anxiety with this, and, and I believe it's true. Mm-hmm. And uppercase anxiety, um, I'm a big fan of the experts, yep. letters after your guys' names for a reason. Um, I see a counselor uh, mm-hmm. monthly, and it's yeah. incredibly helpful me for too. me. So I just want to <laughs> be able to say that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Caregivers, like we need people giving us care and clarity, right? right? Uh, and so we have this phrase, you can't make progress until you make sense. And so we spend a lot of time making sense. How did I get here? Right. What are what are my own stories, my own limiting beliefs? And so I just need to say that on air as That's well. Um, and so we work with, and you're in a cool space too. We're also a leadership coach mm-hmm. and you're being able to coach and translate these to, to leaders. Uh, interesting, even just in the introduction, you say this bouts of loneliness are a common spiritual condition of humans, but prolonged loneliness is a sign of deeper disconnect. Talk about that. Is loneliness a normal human condition? Yeah, I think bouts of loneliness definitely are, right? I mean, we're in this world. There's a lot of question marks about being in this world. You know, like you said, lowercase anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, we have to recognize that we are not in control, period. <laughs> and so the only thing really we are in control of is how we react to what's going on around us. And I don't know if we necessarily recognize that or understand that unless somebody points it out. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, bouts of loneliness are going to come up, come and go. Mm-hmm. But I think if you want to go small L loneliness, big L loneliness, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, yeah. A, I think uh-huh. prolonged loneliness is a sign of a bigger disconnect of those three, the mind, body, and spirit. Mm. And we, you know, maybe we, maybe, you know, we climb mountains and we work out all the time and we feel like we're just doing really well. And we come home and we can't communicate well with our wife mm-hmm. and we don't know why and what's going on. Or um, we just have a real bitterness towards the church and we don't know why or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great that your physical health is, is, is you know, perceiving, perceived doing well. But mm-hmm. if you really to drill down deeper, your physical health is not doing well at all. Mm-hmm. Um, because your stress and, you know, the disconnect relationally is actually mm-hmm. doing more harm than anything yeah. you can do in climbing mountains or working out. And share some of the fascinating effects <laughs> of loneliness, that the things that, that it can lead to. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, I'm not making a scientific statement. I'm making more of an observation, but uh, we know that cardiovascular health is directly linked to relationships sure. and, and loneliness. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the health of our immune system is directly related to our loneliness and our relationships. Um, you know, how we sleep, mm-hmm. how we eat, all those yeah. kinds of things are directly correlated to uh, our relational health. Yeah. So it's interesting. I was, I had kind of a tough, second half of the day yesterday, which is more common than a, a tough first half of the day, right? You get more sure. tired, low, yeah. worn down, and you think, oh, it's not having any impact. It was one of those kind of days. And uh, I texted a friend and said, hey, man, do you want to go for a walk? And he happens to live in the neighborhood. 
and uh just went for a walk for about an hour last night it was great it was awesome and i often do that with my wife it's interesting that after times like that like, you know what it just gave me perspective yep. life's fine yep. we talked together we you know i dumped a little bit on him we prayed together we you know reconnected and uh, i was just thinking about this book last night you know in the process of that we we talk about the difference between loneliness and isolation quite a bit um leaders i hear this phrase a lot it's lonely at the top mm -hmm. how would you respond to that so I think there's a, there's a perception that loneliness means lack of relationship or mm -hmm. lack of, you know, lack of relationship. Sure. It's a lack of connection mm -hmm. for sure, but we can be lonely in a crowd. Mm -hmm. We can be lonely in a marriage. We can be lonely in as, an org a, chart. Yeah, as yeah. a leader in a church. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think lonely at the top, I think is, is actually more discussing isolation. Yeah. Where we, we, yep. whether it be because in my, you know, I, I've done this before. Well, in my position, can I really talk to anybody mm -hmm. about what I'm struggling sure. with? Because that yep. might marginalize my leadership. Yeah. Wait, what? You mm -hmm. know, like where did that yep. come from? And I think that's where we begin to isolate ourselves. Yeah. And I and I say in the book that that loneliness can lead to isolation, and isolation mm -hmm. leads to death. And yeah. And you know, I'm not just talking about physical death. I'm talking right. about leadership death. I'm talking mm -hmm. about emotional death, spiritual death. And we see, I think if we were to go back and I, I'm not trying to pick on the church, but if we were to go back and look at maybe the moral failures over the last 20 years, mm -hmm. I would bet the common thread is isolation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, so it's interesting. And I don't want to split hairs. I think it's crucial though, mm -hmm. because one of the things we're trying to do is normalize that feeling of loneliness yes. once in a while Sure, is that we're human. And it was super helpful to have guys over after the initial wave of the pandemic and say, great to see you guys. Right. It's about all I wanted during the pandemic, right? It wasn't like, I need more stuff on Amazon. It's like, I just want to sit with guys around a cup of coffee, right. the fire, and just catch up. Yeah. Like, what's going on in your life? And with families, you know, they have another family over. It's like, oh, it's good to be with people again. Mm -hmm. And so if we can just admit, hey, we've just all been lonely. Yeah. Can we just say that? Oh, yeah, okay, you too. Yep. And yet isolation, we're trying to normalize loneliness mm -hmm. and to go, let's just talk about it. I felt, lonely. okay, what's your next step? demonize isolation isolation yes. is a killer and yeah. in talking about that i think it's really helpful to say sometimes you can't talk to your team about the struggle especially if it's with one of them and you go man i need a third party here and so we both have leaders in our lives that we go to to say give me some perspective on this mm -hmm. wise counsel they've been there before yeah I've and, got i've got that mentor right that you introduced me to you know mm -hmm. a while ago yeah but you know, I also got the counselor and then I've got the pastor, right? And so I think yep. there's different levels of yeah. people we go to. Yeah. And I think that's so crucial to think about. And so don't feel isolated at the top. Mm -hmm. Go to somebody else. Yeah. And maybe it's somebody else who's sort of living on that in that challenge. It's real, right? Yeah. You can't you can't be fully authentic all the time with everybody. That's a lack of discernment. You know, you can't mm -hmm. talk to everybody about a major change that's coming. Uh, and that's been really helpful. Well, and like one thing that I'm, I mean, you know, I've talked about that I'm really going to start working on and developing probably for the second half of this fall is developing some leadership learning communities for certain types of leaders yeah. to be able to have a space that they can come almost confidential, you know, yeah. not counseling, yeah. but it's that place that they can yeah. be with others that get it. So needed. So excited for that. Love to have you back on the podcast to talk about those learning communities. Um, and I see a lot of online cohorts going mm -hmm. on. But man, I think there's a space for us to go, no, here's the purpose. Yep. And we're going to come together over a particular topic, especially one that's kind of been mystified a little yeah. bit. Please help us demystify this topic, right? I don't want to overstep my bounds. I'm not a mental health professional. 
And sometimes that can have me so far from saying, I feel like something's wrong in this person's life. So I love that you're, love that you're doing that, man. There's so many different directions we could go books in three parts, the problem, God's design and practical solutions. We're talking about the problem. Talk about God's design. Well, I, I think we, we are quick, like everybody knows what the problem is. Let's just be very clear. I think it's, you know, unless you're hiding under a rock, you don't know what the problem is, but I think it's hard. Would um, you say disconnection? Disconnection. Okay. Yeah. Separation. Um, the isolation piece. Uh-huh. I think that um, God's design is something that can be elusive unless we talk about it in that we were specifically created for relationship and connection. In Genesis, we see God talking about, you know, walking around the garden going like, hey, Adam and Eve, where are you after they mm-hmm. partook of the fruit? Yeah. He knew exactly where they are. Yeah. Geographically, but but mm-hmm. spiritually and emotionally, there was that that immediate yeah. separation. The hide. Yeah, yep. the hide. Yeah. And I think that yeah. is what we're trying to get back to. And I think as a society, we go and we look for ways to fill that need. And that comes in the form of maybe extramarital relationships, pornography, um, you know, addiction, um, you know, overwork, overwork, yeah. overexercise, whatever yeah. it is, something to sure. try to numb out that that yeah. void of, of loneliness totally. and isolation. And yep. it's something that God's like, no, the, the design is you need to be connected to somebody. It, it's mm-hmm. actually, we're, I think I mentioned this in the, I do mention this in the book, that we're dying ten to fifteen years sooner than past generations which is crazy with and the it, technology we have yeah and I, th- I think it's directly correlated to isolation and loneliness mm-hmm. yeah where you know that right now if we were over zoom which would be fine yeah um uh, it's not part, the same not the same we're you at a table it's a physical yeah, table physical. you can't do it cheers <laughs> you can't laugh as much it's delayed two seconds well the reason is is because parts of our brain aren't actually firing if mm-hmm. we're not face to face so right now there's parts of our brain that are firing differently than we would be if we were on the phone or if we were on zoom yep. but then also our cardiovascular system our heart rate our breathing mm-hmm. our brain stem our nervous yeah. system are all lining up with each other and the energy that you're putting out right now i'm picking up and vice versa right. and we're yeah. benefiting each yep. other limbic resonance mm-hmm. am i right with that yep. so it's been really helpful to learn about that as well and um, to say man when we're when we come in stressed we talk about from reactive to proactive when we come in last minute when I come in five minutes late, cause I've been driving in traffic and I left five minutes late and I'm ruffled. Uh, I don't bring an environment of peace no. to other people. Mm-hmm. If I come in and am busy, I'm not telling people I want to connect. I'm telling people I'm busy, get this done. Let's, let's push through this. Um, I'm really excited for an accessible book on loneliness and you were either smart or daring enough to write it. Maybe, maybe some of both <laughs> we'll see in, this, in this moment. I'll we, let you know. <laughs> we will see. Um, talk about just some of the practical ways even that you can help um, staff teams, mm-hmm. church teams. You talk about some of these um, cohorts and some of these you know, learning communities, as you're calling them. How can you help a staff with this book? And if there's a staff that says, man, like our whole congregation is dealing with this, right. our whole constituency is dealing with this, how could you help in practical ways as staff? Yeah, so I think it's a couple. I mean, I I don't know if I'm going to ruffle some more feathers and make people mad. I'm not going to give. Go. The, I'm not going to give them the four steps. I uh-huh. hate. I hate book. I mean, I don't hate yeah. books. That's that's strong language. I just like books that say, "Well, here's the five steps, and if you do these five steps, everything's going to be great." Mm-hmm. No, like I think it's going to be uniquely yeah. designed to your yep. your culture. Right? Sure. So I ask about postures. I uh-huh. encourage postures. So I think I you know in the practical steps I take you through a series of questions of kind of where are you at 
posture-wise. I use the story of, of the Good Samaritan to talk about the three different, you know, there's three different postures that mm-hmm. we can take. Um, and you, you alluded to it of like, I'm too busy to stop or mm-hmm. I'm, you know, there's different things there, but I think one of them is the posture of looking inward going, where am I at? Mm-hmm. How am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you and I have been in leadership uh, throughout our careers in different organizations where we weren't afforded the opportunity to ask mm-hmm. that question. Yeah. Which is why, by the way, in right side of journal, every Thursday we take a self-assessment Yeah, because I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm over hump day. And I'm tempted to think it's all, it's all falling apart. No, that's your fatigue speaking. And self-assessment in my experience as a coach Mm -hmm. is the last thing we get to. We assess everybody else. We assess goals. We assess we're future oriented Mm -hmm. and we actually forget the Mm self-awareness piece, which makes us really flimsy. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, and the reason I use the term, the path out of loneliness versus a different title Mm -hmm. is that we're all on this journey. Mm -hmm. Some of us are starting out. Some of us are farther along. And I think, um, even though many of us probably that are listening, and I'm, I'm, I'm you know, making a broad statement here, we probably all have uh, the, the helping gift to some degree. We yep. want to care for people, we want to help people. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's a misnomer that, that, that we have to have it all figured out. The, the answer is no, we have to just mm-hmm. be a little farther along on the journey. Mm-hmm. And so that's just that inward look as, as the posture one that I look at. Are you vulnerable? Are you teachable? Mm. Are you asking yourself mm-hmm. the tough questions? Are you sitting in the tension of... Uh, frustration or emotion mm-hmm. that maybe is not something that's comfortable. What's the opposite of that? Sitting in the tension of it, uh, numbing, avoiding. Okay. Um, I think a lot of times, uh, at least my own personal belief uh, is that if we won't truly grow unless we sit with the mm-hmm. tension, and so it's when I and the, the I think the word picture I give when I talk about sitting with the tension is this idea of becoming old friends with it. Right. You know, and so it's that old friend that you have that, you know, because you're looking at them in the face and you're looking Mm -hmm. at their eyes that when you say something, their their brow's going to ruffle, but it's Mm going to ruffle. It's going to be in that the lines are right there and their eyes sparkle when you say something. And and when you poke their buttons, you know, they're going to be mad for a certain amount of time and then they'll Mm -hmm. be okay. Like, that's what I'm talking about. We don't do that with our emotions. And I think as a leader and as somebody that really wants to help people walk out of loneliness, we have to go, okay, I got to sit with these things. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and, and be vulnerable and, and yeah and we all resist that for different reasons sure. the more I learn about wiring I mean as a um, Enneagram 7 guilty of hating to sit in sadness I mean I just barely like to sit in anything before uh, and am learning and now I think in this present season going that was my path out of um, being stuck inside of COVID mm-hmm. was to say we lost a lot mm-hmm. to name those things mm-hmm. to grieve those things mm-hmm. And just to sit in it and say, I'm not going to pull us out of a global pandemic and or the emotions and experiences of it. Um, Granted, with the help of my wife and with some people to just kind of checking in on me, it was so good. Then I was able to Mm -hmm. serve other people. Then I was able to coach other people. Meanwhile, sitting in this versus, oh, this is going to be great in two years. Look how God's going to use this. Or, man, look at these experiences. It was like, right now, Mm -hmm. this just sucks. That's all that I know is that this is not what I had planned for. And what do we do now kind of thing. And so that it occasionally I feel like maybe I'm getting somewhere in that. But uh, that's been actually ironically the way out mm-hmm. is to, to sit in sit. it and just take your next right step down yeah. that path. I love that word path, by the way, because it's not the switch, the loneliness. We right. just know that's not true. No. And I think then the next posture then would be, um, I can't, once I've, once I've done it myself, I can't just keep it to myself. Mm. Right, I've got to create transformation. Yeah. Breeds more transformation. Exactly, and that's I think that's the discipleship model: the desire to walk with other mm-hmm. people. 
Um, but I think this is where I really challenge the church and, and not, not church, the space church, the people mm -hmm. is that, um, then how are we bringing this to others? Mm -hmm. I think is it in a place of, of listening and not judgment and patience mm -hmm. and kindness and long suffering, you know, mm -hmm. Corinthians, first Corinthians 13, are we doing these things to um, be kind and gentle with people as they're figuring it out and struggling. Mm -hmm. And we got to do it in a way that protects us in some mm -hmm. ways. I talk about boundaries. I talk about rhythms. I talk about mm -hmm. all these things because I think as, caregivers we can take care okay i'm done i'm good i check the yep. box i take care of myself yep. and i'll just dive in so, and then we lose ourselves again yeah and so i love the right side up journal in that sense where you guys are always doing that that thursday uh, you know yeah question check um, in man check in there's there's always more there than i realize is mm -hmm. there and and i think it's because we're so focused on the future and on other people mm -hmm. and um and i think it can be our excuse of uh self-forgetting doesn't really matter um, what am I dragging into that conversation? Right. Well, I, I love, I, I, I chuckled, um, but I, I got a really nice endorsement on the book from John Eldridge, but he, he talks about, you know, this is, you know, the, for the price of this book, you get a year's worth of counseling at your own pace <laughs> and just started laughing. Fair. But that, I mean, that's kind of what yeah. I've done is translating, mm -hmm. translating everything yeah. I learned in my master's program and my PhD sure. to applicable, yeah. actionable steps. That word again, translate, man. Yeah. Like we need, we need translators. It's valuable information. And yet without translation, we're going to miss it. You know, we, we need that. Um, practical solutions, right? The problem, God's design, practical solutions. We've talked about posture. Talk about the individual. Mm -hmm. um, what are some ways that we can dig in on practices day-to-day, week-to-week? Well, I think it is, uh, and this is where I think a lot of people struggle, is that it's that journaling piece. Uh, I think there's so much power in writing out story. Uh, we know that... Um, the parts of our brain that are affected by trauma actually become unlocked mm -hmm. when we do, uh, when we write. Mm -hmm. And so writing story, writing, uh, writing out um, just how we're doing. So like you guys do with the Right Setup Journal, but I think it's really important that we do, um, we, we, we set aside time for mm -hmm. that in ways that are, yeah. are beneficial for us. But I think we got to do it in community too. So first of all, it's with us. Mm -hmm. But then we have to be around people that are doing it too, yeah. that we're encouraging with. That's why yeah. I love, you know, the experiences is, is that we do it, stay forth and, yeah. and those kinds of things. But then I think beyond that, it's um, then utilizing those, those spaces well for others. Um, but I think it's asking the questions, how am I as a listener? How am I as somebody that is, an emo you know, where's mm -hmm. my emotional intelligence at? Yep. Where is my awareness at? Mm -hmm. Where is... My, where are my relationships at? And the, and I go, I, I try my best with this to really ask reflective questions. I think the book, you could really read through mm -hmm. the book in a day, but the hope is yeah. that you don't and that, that you take you each yeah. of the the sections of, of reflection and just spend yeah. time going deeper. Yeah, I mean, there's every book that I read has some questions at the end, but the questions for reflection are really good. Um, and so I do think that this could even be like for a team, a staff mm -hmm. reading through together and just to do, you know, I call it a check-in mm -hmm. and just coaching wise, we'll have a big session. We'll get a lot done, but let's not forget that 20 minute or so check-in and just, right. Hey man, how you doing? How oh, you yeah. doing this week? I had a check-in just a couple hours ago and uh, the leader's like, I just wanted to call you because I'm struggling. We talked through it and we went back to what he knew was true. What I knew is true that he's a great leader. He's a good man. It believes some lies along the way. Boom, we're good to go. Mm -hmm. 20 minutes of just assessment. Yeah. That's exactly what you're talking about. It's yeah. really, these are almost processes for self-awareness, right? Yeah. So we can move kind of back into community. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. 
That's good. I, because I think everyone wants to grow in self-awareness and yet there's that major gap. How do we actually grow in self-awareness? How do I know that I even struggle with self-awareness, right? The great irony of it. Um, and so I think a lot of these reflection questions are, well, are good for that. And the joke is that you only remember about 10% of what you read anyways. Which is a little bit discouraging, Which is, is a little it bit not? discouraging, yeah. I'm like, I wrote this book two and years I wrote this, this? <laughs> But that's why I wrote the questions for reflection is because mm-hmm. you're going to write that down someplace and when and it's just a proven fact. That questions you, mess with you. Yeah, and when you write things down, yep. they stick with you, mm-hmm. right? So the questions mess with you and you write down your answers and now they stick with you. Yeah, yeah, you'll be up at night. Right. So uh, if you're up at night in the middle of the night, uh, don't blame Mark, okay? Because <laughs> questions, but that's what I say at, at Stay Forth. Some, some of these questions will mess with you and you're welcome, Yeah. ultimately. Um, you give this, in the cultural conundrum is the, the title of this chapter. You give this equation, good grades plus talent plus popularity equals success. And that's kind of a lot of the lie that we're mm-hmm. fed. Um, and maybe sports is in there as well. Sure. Um, and as we grew up, good job plus money plus things equal success. Talk about how that equation is really jacking us up. Well, it's, it's always the next thing mindset, right? You know, I mean, I, I'm sure you've talked to people that are millionaires and they just want 10 more dollars. And you're like, wait, wait, it's never enough, man. Yeah, it's never enough. And, and I think the reason I talk about that in there is I think that's just, it's a, it's a major subversive contributor to the loneliness epidemic is that we're always looking for the next best thing and mm-hmm. we're never staying present with what we have. Yeah. I think, I don't know if it's changed because of inflation, but I think the last research I read was that uh, making $75,000 a year, anything above that really doesn't increase your happiness quotient. Yeah. There's that, you know? uh, a mentor of ours, both of us, the guy you referred to earlier says that the opposite of poor is not rich. It's mm-hmm. enough. And there's that enough number right. that we all have to figure out based on where we live and the season of life and kids. And it's, it seems to be astronomically expensive to have mm-hmm. kids and, and all that. And then you get to that number, like you say, and there's, oh, that's, that's plenty, right? You can only have so many toys before you realize that doesn't fulfill me. But what I'm, I'm, the reason I talked about this is what I've been seeing in my, in my practice over the last 10 years or so is that that breeds disconnection and isolation faster than anything I've ever seen. The excess piece. The excess, well, just the, the formula for mm-hmm. success. Yeah. You know, I can't, I've had, I share a story in there about a family that I had come in. They wanted to prepare their kid for MIT. I usually meet with the parents before I meet with the kid. And I said, okay, so is your kid going to be driving themselves in next week? And the parents looked at me like, what are you talking about? He's in kindergarten. Wow. And I'm like, uh, you're not going to probably want to see me as a counselor. Wow. Because I'm going to totally rock your paradigm. And I kind of let them have, not let them have it, but I challenged them and they never came back. But I'm like, wow, you know, what is that doing to this mm. kid's psyche, to his emotional health, to his spiritual health, to right. his identity? And where does that come from? Is if parents, we need to produce this, this right. incredible success machine also right. called a child right. uh, to make ourselves feel, feel better. Um, man, and we, we can talk for hours. The good thing is we sure. will talk for hours, <laughs> right. just they won't necessarily get access to it. Uh, last thought on this, talk a little bit about, uh, you were on the podcast before. We had a conversation over a great cup of coffee. Seems to be like the, the tradition here. We yeah. get a great beverage, right. a great conversation. Um, and you were talking about the Colorado collaboration and, mm-hmm. and really clarity mm-hmm. in terms of clarifying this. You sit in an interesting space between leaders, church leaders, and the clinical practice of mm-hmm. counseling. Um, what are some of your prayers and what are some of your mm-hmm. desires in terms that. of how you want to both help mm-hmm. and challenge leaders across the country? 
I think my biggest prayer is that we would stop being pretentious mm. as the, as, or think that we have to be pretentious as a church. Mm. I don't think that many churches are right, but I think there's, there's this forethought that I have to have it all together in order to be an effective leader. Now, I was part of an organization in a church a long time ago that that was the message from the mm-hmm. elder board, right? Mm-hmm. And so sure. I couldn't say, hey, I'm struggling with pornography. Mm-hmm. Like, I need some help. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was single, and what, what mm-hmm. do I do with that? If, yep. I, if I would have come to the church, the yep. elder board with that, I've been fired. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to we have to we have to kind of step back a little bit and mm-hmm. go. And I, my, I think my hope and prayer too is also that we would just we would pause for a minute and just reflect on um, what is the church? What's the body of Christ? Mm-hmm. Okay, what does the body of Christ do? Well, the body of Christ is supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. What does mm-hmm. that mean? Go and make disciples. What does that mean? Like, let's let's stop making it so complicated and just go. Let's let's be as authentic and as vulnerable and as honest as possible and create avenues, right? paths for others to find the help that they need, um, that there is nothing that is outside the reach of God. Mm. And if somebody is coming in and they say, you know what, I need some support. I, my marriage is falling apart. We don't come and go, well, what'd you do? Mm. Instead of like, well, tell me what's going on. Yeah. Tell me how I can help. Mm. Uh, let's get you connected with uh, our marriage and family pastor. Let's get you connected with a counselor. Somebody comes in strong with addiction. Thanks for, thanks for coming. Yeah. I'm glad that you're here. Safe enough you space know? that you shared. Right. Um, and so I think that's my biggest prayer, but my biggest prayer specifically for, for senior pastors, you know, uh, teaching pastors, pastors that are kind of in the spotlight all the time is that they get cared for. You are humans too. You are humans. You struggle. It's okay. Who's caring for you? Who's watching over you? Who's praying with you? Who's challenging you? Um, who's a safe place where you can share your story Mm -hmm. and your struggle. That's my biggest prayer. Mm, That's good. And I dare say the phrase that we've said, I don't know, probably a thousand times now in about uh, 200 and some episodes is that who you are matters more than what you do. And uh, friends, this interview for you right siders and you uh, here on the Right Side of Leadership podcast, the path out of loneliness, finding and fostering connection to God, ourselves and one another. And uh, Mark, I do believe that God is using you in this unique season, this unique message. Uh, anyone listening to this, you need this message. Let's be real. We've all been lonely in this season, and yet we're really having a hard time leading other people uh, in this space. And uh, excited to bring you back on the podcast, share about some of those learning communities, and uh, also would encourage you not just to buy a copy. The irony of that, reading a book about loneliness and feeling lonely in that, right? <laughs> buy eight copies, buy right. 10 copies, take your staff through it. Let's have conversations so the church becomes a safe space Love for it. this. Mark, so pumped to have you here, man. Thank Keep you. up the good work. Mm-hmm.